You're listening to a podcast from 702. Zania Musaka. Lines are always open on 011-883-0702. It's now 18 minutes to 3 and it's time for a health and wellness uh, conversation. I was just chuckling at some of the tweets still coming in about Ntabi Singh. Melissa says, oh, she's too cool. I hope she comes back. And then it together says, OMG, this is too much. Hey, I'm, I'm in complete awe. Um, just pretty much about how informative it was and uh, how well versed she is about family law. But those details, again, I've just tweeted them. Info at familylawsimplified.co.za and look forward to that podcast as well. But now we change tack and we're looking at how you can maintain your weight loss goals, maintain them, because it's very difficult when we're trying to lose weight, when we're trying to change our lifestyles. It's very hard. You know, we have to look past the diet fads, the, 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 the crash diets, those pills that promise unbelievable, miraculous results. Um, uh, uh, and when we're shedding that weight, but they have side effects. All of these have side effects like depression. There's that ob- um, creation of obsessive thoughts about food and binge eating. And the weight loss uh, industry is a multi-billion rand industry. So how to develop healthy, a healthy approach um, to to weight loss. Um, we're chatting to Nikki Robertson, who's a clinical nutritionist and owner of Reinvent Health and Wellness, not just about weight loss, but using cognitive behavioral therapy, which focuses on changing how you think about yourself, how you act, um, what you think of the circumstances that surround how you act um, as an effective way of of losing weight and maintaining your weight loss. Nikki, good afternoon and thank you for your time today. Hi, Zanya, thank you. So cognitive behavioral therapy is an effective treatment for a wide range of problems. Um, uh, uh, how does it how does it work as far as weight loss is concerned? Okay, so what you're looking at with uh, something like um, CBT is understanding yourself and understanding your triggers and understanding how your your behavior or your patterns that you've inherited through a lifetime of doing things a certain way mm-hmm. is either working for you or not working for you and then finding something to put in its place. So very often, for instance, when we eat or make bad choices, say for instance, we like to eat chocolate at four o'clock every afternoon um, and we can beat ourselves up about that. It's not enough to just take away the chocolate and try and abstain. You've got to understand what's triggering that and put mm-hmm. something in its place because the brain doesn't recognize negative spaces. You've got to entertain that behavior but in a positive way but also what you've got to keep in mind when you're looking at nutrition is that food is chemistry Mm -hmm. it's not just a case of not having self-control because what you're eating your will the the biochemistry of food will interact with our individual biochemistry and it will create triggers and cravings and things that you have no control over unless you understand what's going on Mm. Um, so in the mind as you say we need to replace these these thoughts these conversations that we have with ourselves around certain decisions as we make them uh, um, sure. and often we we see say that chocolate snack at four o'clock as a reward um, and we see it not having it is also we see it as a form of punishment so how do we shift that uh, the, yes. the, the negative associations to replacing them with positive associations of what we're doing 
Right. So the first step is wanting to change, is recognizing that it isn't working for you and that the reward is actually punishing you in the long run. And until you've got to that point where you go, I cannot do this anymore, nothing's going to change. And that goes for anything. We've got to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And once you've made up your mind, then it's pretty simple. Um, but very few people get to that point where they're absolutely convicted that this is what's got to change. Now, that's why popular, uh, the, the, the fad diet industry is so popular because it makes these promises that you're going to lose 10 kilos in 12 days yeah. and it's going to be easy. And you think, well, I can do that, but it doesn't work. It really, it cannot. The only way you can really get rid of 10 kilos in a short period of time Starving is to cut off a limb. Probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> but even then... Um, the thing with starving yourself is you create this deprivation mindset. So mm. you create, you, you're dampening down all those neurotransmitters that make you feel good. And the backlash is so powerful. So dieting, and we know this, every intelligent person knows that diets don't work in the long term. But sometimes we are so desperate, we'll do anything, which is why these companies and these, these fads make billions of dollars daily out of desperate people when we know that just eating right mm -hmm. is going to do it in the long term and very few of us want to go the long term yeah um so as you said you need to decide you need to make that yes. mental decision that this is what you're going to do for and sure what's the next step then okay so once you've made a decision you've got to realize what's triggering me so if i'm eating chocolate at four o'clock every day is it because i'm exhausted so mm -hmm. it's the behavior am i not getting to bed um on time i'm only getting six hours of sleep for instance and i'm creating stress hormones so by the time four o'clock comes if i haven't eaten properly the whole day i'm exhausted and i'm picking up my energy that is the most common trigger mm -hmm. of sugar cravings in the afternoon so it's again cognitive which is the brain is understanding what's triggering me and fixing that so the yes. first step to do that is to get enough sleep and very very often when someone is well rested the cravings go the next step would be to make sure you're eating eating proper food through the day That's, just getting those two things under control is going to go a hell of a long way to to changing the behavior because you're changing your chemistry and doing that mm -hmm. but it's a case of getting your mindset right and then changing the, the chemistry in the body yes. it is different for everybody that's a, probably the most important thing to emphasize is there's especially with CBT and neuro-linguistic programming and all these things, is finding out what's going to work for the individual. There's no mm -hmm. book you can get and go, this is the recipe. Mm -hmm. It must be this. It's almost what is happening for you. And yes, you've got to look into your past with chocolate and sweet treats used as, as, as treats and rewards. And maybe that's what's triggering your, your behavior. But it's understanding yourself. Mm. That's really, really important. Mm. So understanding your pattern. I remember um, visiting an outreach program in Alex some time back. And one of the counselors was a former addict or recovering addict, I should say. And she also talked about the, the triggers that she started identifying, that when she was hungry, when she was angry, when she was lonely, um, yeah. that's when she would <clears throat> turn to, to, to drinking or to uh, uh, the, 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 the substance that she was addicted to. So as you said, it comes back to understanding what leads you to turning to them um, sure. and, and somehow sh short-circuiting that, bypassing yeah. it. Exactly. And many recovering alcoholics and drug users will then use food in place of the drug or the alcohol to um, just dampen down those feelings. But the trick with CBT is to recognize 
the feelings and work on those. And, actually, you know, if you're feeling lonely, what about getting a pet, for instance? I mean, that's a really, maybe it's a silly example, but there are other things to do instead of feeding your body with things that are not going to serve it in the long run. But it takes recognizing that first and making the decision. Then anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Is, it worth, mm. is, it, is it advisable to build in incentives into this? Yes, you know, some of us are carrot driven and some of us are stick driven. So some of us are driven by fear mm-hmm. of putting on weight and not being attractive. And some of us are incentive driven. So, um, for instance, with the, with the case of cigarettes, for every packet of cigarettes you don't buy, you put that money into a jar and you can go and treat yourself once a month. So that's a, that's a really good way of, of even being conscious and just sort of seeing something visual. So instead of buying that chocolate out of the vending machine mm-hmm. every afternoon is to put that three rand or five rand into a jar and go and do something with that. And you can see that money mounting up. And it is a really good way for people who are very visually orientated Mm -hmm. to, to be conscious of what they're doing. You know, it's amazing what human beings can do the minute the light switches on, the minute they go, aha, this is what's going on with me. And sometimes that's all it takes to change the behavior. But very often we're just going on autopilot and we're just going on what feels good until someone says, but wait a minute, this is what it's doing to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, Nikki, I want to invite our listeners, of course, because we know that uh, weight loss can be uh, very elusive. You, you know, you could yes. try all uh, best what, what is believed to be best practice. We read up the different diets to follow, different recommendations. The goalposts are constantly changing, so we know that it can be incredibly challenging. So do give us a call on 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. If you've been battling with losing weight and keeping it off, and uh, uh, you are tired of the crash diets and the pills and you're curious about uh, um, this cognitive behavioral therapy as a way of uh, keeping off the weight, give us a call. And just some of the thoughts, some of the triggers that you've recognized as contributing to some of the bad habits that have contributed to the weight gain. It's 011-8830702-31702 for your SMSs. Um, being self-motivated and remembering uh, or, or, or staying mindful of this path, this cognitive behavioral therapy. I imagine because yeah. to, to be self-motivated with anything, <laughs> you know, it can it's be so hard. It's, it's very hard. It's so, so hard. Yeah. Does this mean that it, it has to be done with other people as a group, perhaps, or with the help of uh, uh, someone yeah. like yourself, a clinical nutritionist? I- it's always, you know, it's always helpful to have a coach or to have somebody on your team who can keep you accountable. Even myself, I mean, I might know a lot about what I should be eating, mm-hmm. but unless I find something or someone to help keep me accountable, why would I sort of, I'll cheat myself and I'll be in denial about what I'm doing. And it's very easy to fall into that sort of trap, especially when you're tired, when you're stressed, when you are um, feeling like you're sort of the only person on the planet who's suffered through something. Mm-hmm. It's very, very useful to get perspective and to get someone who can help you navigate through um, these little blips in the road. Very often when we put somebody onto a healthy nutrition program and there's a space of time between their appointments, they, they start self-doubting and wondering, is this working? Isn't it working? And very often, you know, if you've got someone giving you perspective and um, coaching you through a process, it's much easier to stick with it in the long run and understand, help understand your behaviors and what's 
what's what's really driving you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's the way that mm. we live our lives, the fast pace, uh, because this means that we have to be very aware. We have to be self-aware. We have to be aware of our actions and of our thoughts. But there isn't enough time. There isn't enough time to like tap in and, and, and do a little self-check, yeah. you know, and stop sure. yourself if you're going to make a mistake. The Western world is not very tuned into going introspective. We're always thinking about what's going on on the outside. Who am I pleasing? Am I meeting my deadlines? Um, And we're not tuned into what's really going on on the inside. So we tend to go for the quick fix, the the antidepressants, the anti-anxiety, the alcohol, the food, to just get that quick, um, I'm feeling fine and I can continue. Uh, so it is. It's a, it very much is a symptom of the modern world and especially of the Western world. And to think that you don't need people. You know, human beings are tribe animals. You know, we are herd animals. We are meant to be with other people and to share our feelings and share our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And when we get too isolated, um, it does cause huge problems. And overeating to start to help ourselves feel better is one of the biggest symptoms of, and it's also why the world is just getting fatter it's one of the reasons why yes. um we can go into what's in food at another time mm-hmm. but um that you know when when a manufacturer puts together certain foods they put together chemicals and chemistry so sugars and salts and certain actual chemicals that trigger serotonin dopamine release out of the gut which makes us feel better there's a there's a there's a science behind driving consumers to eat certain foods, obviously to drive sales, but those foods help us feel a certain way. Mm. So it's not just a case of eating a bag of chips. There's, there's a whole lot of science and research in that bag of chips that is keep you coming back for more. It's a peanut syndrome. You can't just have one. Yes. Um, (laughs) I'm so guilty because just yesterday, it it was that three o'clock slump after the show. I hadn't eaten before the show. Stopped at the garage, got two packets of chips and literally just went through them within minutes, you know, in the car quickly. So there you go. Yeah. Now, if you'd had a proper lunch and you'd had some protein and healthy fats in there, the chance of you having to hoover through two bags of chips because you were so low on glycogen would probably not happen yeah. but it's going what, what what led me to this place and putting the correct behavior in its place many of us think well we don't have time to stop at 11 o'clock and have something but if you were a smoker you wouldn't hesitate to go outside for five minutes but when it mm. comes to something healthy mm, yeah. we put ourselves last for some reason mm. so yes it's a case of getting to that point in your own mind where it's enough is enough and it just takes one or two little tweaks to your daily habits to start changing that whole cascade. Yeah, packing mm. a lunch, for instance. Exactly. Nikki, what are your, your, your details if our listeners want to get in touch? Because it's quite a process to get into uh, cognitive yes. behavioral therapy. <clears throat> yes, it's a massive process. Um, my website is reinventhealth.co.za. Reinvent one word or is there a dash? Reinvent, yeah. Reinvent one word. Mm-hmm. Reinvent health, sorry, one word, .co.za. And I can give you our landline number as well. No, we'll get it online. It's easier and we'll keep okay, these on our fine. website as well. But thank you Great. so much, Nikki. My pleasure clinical nutritionist and owner of reinvent health and well-being that's nikki robertson so that website again if you are curious about how to keep off that weight with the use of cognitive behavioral therapy reinventhealth.co.za